Welcome to another episode of the Storycatchers podcast. I'm your host and Storycatchers founder, Tara Polcotti. It's that time of year for Deck in the Hall, cozying up by a warm fire and basking in the soft light from our Christmas tree. Well, that's what it's like in our heads at least. Enter this story, recorded live from Dan, at our Storycatchers live event, Awkward Family Gatherings, the Holiday Edition. Um, for good reason, uh, I've always been conflicted about Christmas. Uh, my first memory of anything is this. Uh, I was laying on my parents' bed, getting my diaper changed, holding a Christmas tree ornament, and it was ceramic, I think. It was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I know this for sure. And because this is what babies do, I put Rudolph in my mouth, bit down, and separated one of his cute little glass-like legs from his cute little glass-like body. So yeah, the first thing I ever did actually was create a horribly disfigured model of a make-believe and magical mammal that many children believe to be on the right hand of Santa freaking Claus and who lives with other make-believe life forms on top of the freaking world. <laughs> My mom hung this mutant manufactured mistake from our Christmas tree for two decades. I mentioned this first memory to my mom a couple weeks ago. She's 95 now. And she says, so you're the one who did that. <laughs> I am. And I don't condone such literal infantile behavior, but I never felt too bad about this one. Rudolph still exists in his one limb missing form. He's in my late sister's home in Rhinelander and has decorated her family's trees since the mid-70s. And maybe he'll make his way back to me someday and maybe we'll place him on a worthy branch of our fake spruce or maybe it's a fake Fraser fir. I have really no clue except that it's fake. Your tree probably isn't. You know, most of us know some historical background about the practice of plucking a perfectly fine, healthy, gorgeous evergreen from its natural setting on Mother Earth and placing it inside your house next to a lazy boy recliner and a flat panel TV for a month or so. It's just an odd damn thing to do. A you drive into a perfectly good stand of coniferous forest. B, you hunt down the healthiest example of modern forestry you can find. C, your spouse and your kids get excited about something they'd never ever get excited about otherwise. D, you kill the damn thing. You strap it to the roof of your SUV or your Prius and bring it home to E, drape the most unnatural looking crap you ever saw from top to bottom of this thing, and F, you tell yourself how beautiful it is in this absolutely wrong setting. So maybe it's just my non-joyous you latitude that has given my reason for living and I so many disturbing memories of Christmas gone wrong. It's bad Christmas karma. 
a few years ago in a different house, uh, this prospect became quite apparent to us. Uh, she had just finished ornamentalizing the uh, Flannery Christmas tree and invited me downstairs to bask in the Yuletide LED glow. And if you know me, you know this. I rarely turn down invitations to bask. So I poured a couple of glasses of Bailey's, Bailey's Irish Cream on the rocks. I headed to the family room, turned off the TV, parked my butt in a cushy recliner right next to her equally cushy couch. And there we sat, having adult conversations, admiring her handiwork, and, well, just basking our asses off. <laughs> and after about 10 minutes of this civilized behavior, the phone rang. It was her brother, and while they chatted, I stretched out even further on the recliner. And soon, you know how this ends, my eyelids were colliding, and they were in a race to see if they could render me semi-conscious while she was still on the phone. She and her brother kept talking like they'd never talked before. They talked on and on and on. This took its toll on me. And just before I drifted off, I was thinking about how great this really feels to fall asleep at the, at the drop of a hat. I was incredibly happy, if not a little pathetic. And then I woke up, which will happen when your spouse screams from two feet away. Oh, Jesus Christ, the tree is falling! <laughs> My eyelids were doing their best to keep me from acting on this clear and present danger. But my wife issued more household disaster warnings every millisecond or so. God damn it, watch it, it might fall on you. Oh, damn it. Oh, crap. So if we were making a movie about our lives, this scene might last four or five minutes. But really, it took about three seconds uh, for the tree to lurch toward me, lose about 90% of its ornaments, bundle the lights together, spill the water in the stand, drop hundreds of thousands of needles, and turn a perfectly good night at home into a holiday season nightmare. I'm not going to lie, uh, bad words were said. <laughs> words that best not be spoiled these precious and formerly holy walls. And I'm sure that those words expressed emotions that over the next four years will fade away into abject terror during the next presidency. <laughs> I'm sure we really didn't mean those things bellowed in the season of giving and gratitude. We have much to be thankful for, for sure. Uh, but in that sloppy and panicked moment, we weren't having much to do with that. About 30 minutes after the tree hurtled itself to the Berber, that's one of my all-time favorite lines, by the way, hurtled itself to the Berber. Thank you. He'll be here all night. About 30 minutes after that happened, we were swilling yet another round of Baileys, and we both came to the same conclusion. Maybe we should have paid more attention, I said, to what you said before we sat down. And she says, yeah, I knew that. And here's what she said before we sat down, before the eyes were closed, 
before the Baileys was swilled, before phones rung and needles were spilled. She said, look at the tree. Does it look like it's tilting to you? <laughs> Doesn't it look like it's heading in this direction? <laughs> and here's what I said. Nah, the stand will keep it up. <laughs> so you know what I mean. A lifetime in the making, this was the revenge of the three-legged Rudolph. Ho, ho, ho. You've been listening to Storycatchers. I'm Tara Polkani. Go to storycatcherscommunity.com to find out more and to consider sharing your story with us because we all have stories to tell. <laughs>